episode number 64 of the Tar and Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, there's been a few bits of news that's that's happened since we were last recording, eh? And welcome back. Well, judging by the our new special limited edition intro music there, you're back with, uh, with, a, with a friend. I'm back with a, a crying baby. That's what I'm back with. <laughs> and uh, and what what a week what a week and a half it's been. Jeez, oh, I mean, oh, I mean, we're it's the 17th of July at uh, 7 p.m. and this is when baby Logan Alexander Chase Greg was due. Woo! However, however, the the wee man the wee man decided to arrive on the 6th of July at. Uh, uh, a, a, a fairly uh, early time in the morning on a Saturday at two four or eight a.m. weighing six pounds and eight ounces. Sorry, six pounds and seven ounces. What a little guy! So th- there you go. That's um. So yeah, that's. Oh, sorry. I think um. I think there's people at the door. Hello. Maybe not. I've got my headphones in, you see. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what a hectic household that is. There's babies, is. there's people at the front door. It's, oh, it's all going on there. It's it's all kicking off in the, the Greg household now. Jeez, oh, it's well, like, I mean, yeah. well, congratulations anyway. Absolutely fantastic news. I was chuffed to meet the wee fella on the weekend. What a little character is. Tell us then. So give us, give us your week one of paternity in a father and running perspective. Well, well, let's. I suppose let's start at our um, two hours before Baby G or Logan decided to to come out of the the womb. He uh, he decided. Well, Debbie's waters broke at two in the morning. Um, didn't really know what was happening because it was so early in the morning. You wake up and you're like, oh, I think my waters have broke, Kyle. And I thought, all right, okay. Uh, uh, well, let's just double check. Right. Oh yeah, I, I think yeah, your waters have broken, Debbie. So we phoned the midwife, and the midwife was like, eh, I'll just come in in a few hours' time, you know, no no rush or anything. Um, but Debbie started getting contractions whilst I was on the phone, um, and the contractions were, were pretty quick, pretty frequent. Now, when the, when they become really frequent, you, you then have to, um, you know, get to the hospital as soon as you can. Now, initially, the midwife was like, oh, I think you'll be... Um, you know, you'll be safe. But living in Afford and Afford and verse to, to Aberdeen can take about up to 45 minutes on the in the car during during a, a kind of rush hour. Um, but in the morning, it would be about half an hour or so. Uh, so I ended up just going, right, we need to get to the hospital ASAP. So Debbie gets in the hospital and she starts getting contractions every minute and a half. And I'm like, oh, my God, this this baby's going to pop soon. Um so I'm like, so she gets in the car. She she's like, I can't sit normally because it's too, it's just really uncomfortable and sore. So she she's 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 in it. She's in the kind of on, on all fours in the, on the front seat. Um, and whilst I'm driving at a, a reasonable pace, I must say, <laughs> um, the the, the seatbelt sign keeps going ding ding ding. It's like put your seatbelt on. I like, I can't. So she ends up getting the seatbelt on. But she puts it on underneath because there's no way she could have got the seatbelt on, um, just because she's no, she couldn't sit down. So I'm like panicking, not panicking by this point, but I'm like this baby's this baby's coming pretty quickly. <laughs> so we get to the we we get to the, the hospital about I think by the time we faffed around it was just after uh, kind of twenty past three and um, or half past three. And she gets, she goes into the triage uh, area, which is where you would assess the baby, assess the, the mum and the baby, uh, and then decide 
what you're going to, you know, whether or not they have to stay there or if they have to go into the labour ward. So the moment she got in there, they're like, this baby's coming now. The head was the head was there, you know. So so Debbie's like on all fours and on the on that hospital bed and we're wheeling over to the, <laughs> the labour ward. And I'm like, God, this is like, this is this is coming quick. And then all of a sudden she's getting these contractions like you need to start pushing. So she's pushing and she's just on gas and air. And, uh, and then baby G arrives at 4.08 in the morning. So it was a wow. it was a pretty quick labour for her, you know. I mean, some people in labour for for quite a while, but she was an absolute hero, you know. She she was, you know, she just got got stuck in. And I think um, our coach Lewis actually uh, he came he came round um, a couple of weeks before, and or Debbie went to visit him um, and just did a bit of hypnobirth, and I think that helped a lot for for Debbie and what's just hypnobirth? Getting, what's hypnobirth? It's basically it's a bit. I mean, it's basically you you you're, you're kind of. You're, the best way to describe it is you're actually outside your own body and you're looking towards it and you're trying to like basically <laughs> this sounds like witchcraft <laughs> we bet. um but i think it's just a little bit like you know you're you're um it, it just helps uh, calm the calm yourself and mm. really focus and um and, and try and almost numb the pain i suppose and uh so but yeah i mean you know, she was really good. You know, I was really impressed by how she handled it. You know, amongst the pain of labour, which is, hmm. I think, is one of the the sorest things uh, that a human can can bear. Um, you know, on a regular basis. So, so yeah. So baby G arrived, and uh, immediately we were like, right, what is it? I mean, I knew what it was, but Debbie's like, what is it, Kyle? What is it? And and I was just speechless. I was like, you know, when it comes out, when it comes out, it's just weird you know it's it's, it's a weird <laughs> color and you know it's it's heads it's it's heads cone shaped and uh, i was like is this is this kid all right <laughs> and, yeah it's absolutely fine so uh so i told debbie well it was a boy and uh and you know immediately we we, we kind of almost knew what we were going to call call logan so his his full name is logan alexander chase greg very nice what so I, you obviously know that, but this obviously the, the listeners perhaps don't. So uh, yeah, so that, that, that's that's the the word in the street. So since then it's been um, you know the wee man's absolutely fantastic. Uh, he had a he had a wee bit because he came out pretty quickly. I think there was a bit of mucus still in his lungs and in his airways and stuff, but that seems to be clearing up now. So, uh, so but yeah, he's he's doing absolutely fine. He's he's uh, you know what 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 babies do. You know they. They pee, they poo, they they cry and they, they eat. So so all those things and you know make funny noises too. So it's uh but I uh, he's 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 absolutely fine and uh it's it's a bit of a, a shock to the system, but a pleasant shock to the system having them so early and uh and 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 being a dad now, you know. I mean who would have thought it, Tom? You know, a year, a year I, over a year ago we decided this podcast in episode number sixty four, if somebody said you're gonna be a dad, I'd be like, know, oh, blame I'd be like, so blame uh, me. So there you go. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the first few days, Tom, Chizo, I mean, getting getting sleep was an absolute. Pff, I mean, you know, you may as well write off his sleep uh, as as one of the things to do uh, in your first couple of days of of being a dad. Uh, and that, you know, likewise for Debbie too. You know, she didn't really get much sleep. Um, and uh, so, you know, when you don't get much sleep, there's there's very little time to run as well. I mean, if yeah. you want to. You know, run. I mean, I didn't even I didn't even think about running just because of the the whole the new the new phase and quite it's right. just 
it's a ma- amazing thing, you know. I mean, you know, lo- lo- like we've already mentioned, that losing days off running doesn't really make a difference when it's, uh, you know, it's unexpected and it's uh, and it's f- f- fairly rare to miss those days. So, uh, so I yeah. Say, I mean, I, I, when, having been round on the weekend, I'm. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised by you guys, but I'm. I was very impressed at how how chilled out and how. You're taking your stride, mate. It seems to be oh, just yeah, uh, natural, absolutely eh? natural at it. <laughs> I mean, you know, people were questioning, can can Kyle look after himself? And there, <laughs> there he is. Well, the Perhaps. answer is he can't look after himself, but he can look after a baby. Weirdly, exactly. yeah, exactly. Look at that. I mean, who would have thought it? Eh? Um, I mean, you probably listeners, if you listen closely, there's there's some background noise, and and that's not Debbie crying. That's that's Logan crying. Uh, so so yeah, but I mean, we'll we'll, we'll try and keep him. We'll try and feed him when TRS is on, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> if anyone wants, if you want Logan on the show, then you know, if you want some crying, then the moment you know, years to come, perhaps we'll get him on the podcast and he can chat about his first his first steps and bloody uh, hell. If, if we're still doing this podcast when your kid can speak properly, <laughs> that is outright. That is just. I mean, we talked about it six months ahead, but you're putting four or five years on. <laughs> Hey man, this this uh, this yeah, tart running shorts is gonna the the generations to come are gonna be uh, yeah. taking over when yeah. when when Tom and Kyle are unfit to, uh, to, that's, to, that's to a... speak sense in, in the running world. So so speaking yeah. of speaking of his name, to go back to his name, so none of the listeners called Logan. There was a real upsurge in requests for Greg Greg. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that not in in the. Uh, not in memory of books. He's not. He's in not honor, in honour of uh, of Finley Finley. Yes. <laughs> now Finley Finley hasn't had a, a, a shout out for a while, so it's. Uh, well, here's a shout out to Finley Finley. I I heard from was it Colin Whitby got in touch with us. So the Garski boys did a beer mile. Oh, and right. I, I think I hear okay. I hear that um, Finley Finley organised it. So lads, okay. send us your results. We've not seen it. We want to see how you got on. Actually, I did see that in your uh, your 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 Gmail. Actually, uh, yes. I see there's 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 no reply, which is which is quite nice. Actually, yeah. it makes change. It makes change. Uh, us missing emails. <laughs> On that yeah. note, to anyone who's messaged our Facebook Messenger group recently, we can only apologise because there was a. It's one it's one of those things that doesn't give a notification on me or Cal's phones because yeah, it's our own Facebook messengers to take the priority. So we missed a bunch of messages over the last couple of weeks, but we're back on top of it now. So we'll be will hopefully be less uh, or more responsive. Exactly, and what I will say is, um, you know, with 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 these messengers and things, I mean, I haven't, for one, uh, muted the the messenger service either. And one of the messenger groups that I have muted, Tom, is Metro Lads. <laughs> Holy moly! Like some of the things in that on that content is it's just yeah, that is not, not for anybody. Not safe, yeah, not safe for anyone it's, to see. Not that. for for baby Logan's eyes anyway, or anyone's eyes. Uh, no. so, Certainly not my wife's either, uh, but that's that's on mute and, and that's on a permanent mute uh, <laughs> for obvious reasons right, that we right. won't we won't divulge into. Um, now, now that you're so now that you're a dad, then your dad, you've got racing come out. How is uh, have you had any epiphanies in terms of your your outlook on life now? Your outlook on running, how running, how important running is to you as, as in life? I mean, how are you feeling about everything now? That's a really good question. Um, I don't know if I've had uh, much time to reflect yet. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm now on paternity leave now. Paternity leave isn't isn't exactly maternity leave, but I mean, it's a couple of weeks nonetheless. And uh, you know, and I, I think I did mention I would take a couple of weeks uh, of of that leave and and then add on some annual leave too. So 
Um, so I've got a bit of time in the household to to really just you know make sure everything's all all in order in 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 the, in, in the Greg household, I suppose, and make sure that uh, you know we, we we share the work, we share the load in terms of um, you know the feeding and uh, looking after him, cleaning him, nappy changes, you name it, all that kind of stuff, uh, and just spending lots of time with him. So, um, but what I have found is the last you know this might sound a bit strange, but because because I'm not working, I'm not commuting, I'm not doing you know I'm not doing eight eight nine hour days uh, at work and then traveling home. Usually I'm away for like ten hours at a time, eleven hours depending if I'm running and getting back home. Now that time, it's amazing how much time you actually have uh, just to, to to spend with, with Debbie and Logan. So uh, so I, I think you know I, when I go back to work, it will probably sink in a little bit more when I, when I spend time away from him. And, and Debbie and uh, but I've you know been lucky enough to be able to because you know Debbie's to be honest I mean you know Debbie's been hugely fortunate that her labour was so quick and um, you know she, obviously labour has got its uh, its side effects and um, you know the the aftermath can be can can be good and can be pretty pretty horrendous for some some females and um, but Debbie's been fortunate enough to have quite a good labour and uh, a quick natural labour. Uh, with with very few you know issues. I mean, okay, she's she's looking you know she's she's already started um, getting back into things. Um, but she what she has been doing is she's been listening to her body and and you know not doing anything strenuous, just doing some lots of walking, uh, getting out and 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 I think that's been great for me because what's happening is you know we're taking Logan out and she's going out for a walk and then I'm going out for my run. Um, and we've been just using the the, the buggy, or we've uh, we've got the sling. So when you when when you when you have a baby, folks, and I'm sure some of your listeners have had a baby, uh, you get an N- you get a box. You know the baby boxes, the NHS yeah. baby boxes. Yeah. The amount of stuff you get in it is fantastic. I mean, okay, we did buy things in addition to the baby box. You know, <laughs> and we we got some some fantastic gifts from from a lot of, from some of some of the listeners too. So thank you very much and. Uh, Thank you very much, Tom, as well, for the, the ginger biscuits you gave us. <laughs> no, I know it wasn't just the ginger biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, the, act, the bottle of active root that I gave you. Exactly, that's it, yeah, for, uh, yeah, for Logan. <laughs> this is first day. Uh, that, that is not safe for children. I'm a big fan of active root, but there's too much sugar in that for anyone under the age of 12, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so where was I going with this? Um, so, yeah, so I, I, my, yeah, your question was, I've been able to be, you know, I've been able to be, go out for runs and um, and actually because I've got that time during my leave, uh, it's been great. You know, I've managed to get quite a good bit of volume of, of running and um, which is, you know, which I didn't expect really. Um, but what I will say is, I mean, we've been up at night times, like in, during the night uh, when he cries and changing nappies, just comforting him and, uh, and all that sort of stuff as well. So it's it's not like I've been doing absolutely nothing. I mean, there's lots to do and. Um, but uh, you, you do also have to spend time for for you and uh, and, and Debbie's been you know been going out for walks together too. But uh, so it's been really good, you know. I think it's it's been and the, the weather as well helps, you know. Yeah, and the weather's been great at the moment, so we can get him outside and wrap him up and make sure he's got sun protection on, a hat on, and stuff. And uh, but ah yeah, I mean I've been going out. Uh, I, I did my first my first trip to the Granite City with Baby Logan and. Uh, we walk, you know, as a dad would, you know, the, uh, Debbie was getting her nails done, so she wanted to get her nails done before the labour happened, but she obviously had to 
get them done afterwards. So I ended up going for a wee walk around the, the city of Aberdeen. And, um, but one thing I mentioned, you know, one thing I, I, I didn't realise is now walking around in a buggy. Now, this is this probably applies for wheelchair users as well. It's hugely, it's, it's hugely time consuming. Um, you don't realise how time consuming it is to to walk around. Uh, I mean, you go in a shopping centre, naturally you go up the escalator. Now, when you've got a buggy, you have to go in the lift, and nine, nine times out of ten, the lift's full. So I'm going in the lift, and it's full, and then I'm having to wait for another lift, and then again, this full lift, and uh, and I'm I'm meant to be going up to level three, and we're going down to you know basement two or something like that. So I'm stuck in a lift for about ten minutes, and I only want to get my you know, I only want to get my Pret and Mondre coffee, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so a big shout out to Pret. Is it not Pret? Yeah, Pret and Mondre, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big shout out to those guys. So uh, on the Tuesday it was. So I took Logan for a wee walk, uh, and uh, I, I couldn't remember. You know, the name of the coffees can vary depending on the, the the chain. So like, you know, you've got Pret and Mondre. It's like a strong caramel latte, and then you've got a, you know, a uh, I don't know what a Costa one would be, but you know, for Starbucks it would be a Grande uh, Americano. I don't know what it's called. Um, so I, I couldn't remember the name of it, and I was like, oh God, I've, uh, I can't. Sorry, I don't know what it's called. It's uh, I haven't slept for a couple of days because uh, Logan's my my baby's just was born a couple of days ago, and they were ah like, oh, lovely. Oh, and then they were like, oh, the coffee's on the house, and I thought, oh, isn't that sweet? So I got oh, a, a wee coffee on the house. Eh? <laughs> so I think the I think the I think I've had that before, no doubt. But uh, if you if you ever have a baby, folks, go to Pet and Mondre. They might give you a free coffee. There you go. Nice. Speaking of um, speaking of drinks, we're we're also to- Kyle as he swigs. There is a good time. We're toasting Logan with this week's Kyle. What are you drinking this week? I am drinking a Lost and Found A dot B L R twenty three dash dash session IPA. No, that's a handful of that. That's a name and a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good looking bottle, I must say. Um, <laughs> is it? It's really nice. It's an, an IPA. As I've said, it's a crisp, grapefruit, tropical haze. Uh, so, yeah, really nice. What are you drinking, mm. Tom? So I'm on a, a Brewdog East Coast Crush, Ooh. which is a, a New England IPA, they, as they yeah. put it. It's lovely. It's, a, it's got a nice sort of fruity zest to it. Um, yeah, definitely. I think it's maybe one of their seasonal ones, but it's, it's very nice. So, yeah, to Logan. To, to Logan, well, I say I've already, I've toasted, I've, I think, I think I've toasted him for ran, two weeks now. Well, I've toasted a few, a few to him. I mean, obviously when the health visitors are around, you know, you, you can't <laughs> be, uh, you can't be drinking beer. But uh, no, I've had, you know, I've had the odd beer too. And uh, uh, what I must say, Tom, is, uh, you know, you, a, a big shout out to yourself for the, the, the whiskey toast that you had. Um, myself, Debbie and I have been promising to, to do one, but we, we still haven't yet done it. Uh, our, our schedules haven't really uh, kind of intertwined yet to, to get a wee toast uh, of a, a Glen Murray uh, oh, when she ran nice. the Glen Murray Marathon. She's still got that whiskey in there. I think, um, did I not take that when we were at New Year one one year? I can't remember. Possibly. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's, um, that is my chat, Tom. Uh, well, before we, before, well, we need to stay on you because that's fantastic news, but give us the, what running have you been doing? And, and also, where are we in terms of UTMB? What are we five weeks out? I've decided I'm not doing it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Tom hasn't Tom hasn't booked his flights yet. So My flights are getting booked this week. I was waiting until this baby was born. I just didn't yeah. want to jinx it. And now the baby has ten toes and he's got ten fingers. 
or four fi- eight fingers, two thumbs, I will be coming. <laughs> We're, it's all good now. So. Oh yes, I like it. I like it. So we'll uh, offline. We'll, we'll we'll chat about. Uh, you know, we'll we'll chat about the the operations of of the UTMB. Um, but no, I, I'm definitely going there, and I'm definitely doing it. And uh, I, I think I'm um, I'm I'm pretty com- I, I'm, not, I'm pretty confident in terms of uh, you know getting on that start line, fit and healthy. So uh, I I think one thing that that will happen is, and I, and I, I think a lot of people have said this to me is, the moment you have a baby, you become a lot more um, disciplined with your time, and uh, and you know times. It's hugely important when it comes to having a baby and fitting absolutely everything in. You know, when it comes to work, when it comes to uh, family, family time, I suppose, socialising, um, you know, running, you name it. So I'm hoping, uh, and I think it's starting to hit home, like how you know, getting up early in the mornings, and you know, if the baby's crying and Debbie's uh, okay for me to go out for a run at four in the morning, I'll just have to do that and. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's the 17th of July, as as I said. The UTMB is next month, and it's on the 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 30th of August. So we're talking six weeks, really, six weeks to go, six seven weeks to go, which wow. uh, isn't really that long when it comes to, to training. But what I will say is, the last you know last week, I think I got about an 80 mile week, and that was with me taking a a day off on the Monday. Um, and um, and this week so far, I've I've run, and we're talking Wednesday. I've I've hit fifty miles for the week. So nice. So already, blimey, that's good going. Yeah. So today I ran. A, I did a twenty-nine miler uh, around Loch Nagar, cool. which was which was great. Um, and again, what like I mentioned before, it's not just me going going away for the for the day and disappearing and and leaving Debbie on her own. Debbie came with me, and and, and Logan did too. And uh, Debbie got the baby slung on and and rocked up to you know a, the the foot of Loch Nagar and not, not all the way up to the top, just to the the bottom of it, and uh, walked back and and chilled around the loch for a while. And uh, so yeah, the time she finished that and uh, she chilled out in the car for a bit. Uh, it sounds pretty grim, when, but we've got we've got a pretty decent car, so it's uh, a big bigger car, so it's not her sitting in a little mini. Uh, all crumpled up with Logan. So, uh, yeah, so it was a big, big run for me this week uh, or today. And it was it was just good to get a feel for not just going out for a long 30 miler, but just starting to um, replicate the sort of conditions that the UTMB are going to hold. And you know what it's like, Tom, you've been to Loch Nagar and you've, you've done a wee, yeah. you've done the five Monroes there, have you not? I have indeed, yeah. Yeah. How long did it take you to do that? So we well we so the, what was that nineteen miles and we were yeah. two fifty I think. Okay, yeah. So I, I I think I mean I had a map on, but uh, not a map on, but I I did have a map on my yeah. phone that I used and um I I was running all, we we kind of had a a time I was time kind of time bound so I uh, I think I missed out one of the Monroes but I, I I still managed a really good route just around that that loop uh, and then I just ran back down. To the bottom of the lock of of Loch Lock Loch and then just did like a faster tempo in the, the final, um, you know, the, the the final sort of four miles, and and yeah, my legs are feeling it now. But uh, I've got it in front of me. That's some run, mate. Four forty. Uh, it's a long long time, but not 
Oh God, I think you've I've lost you. Are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. We're all good. Oh yeah. Sorry, my my uh, my laptop went a bit stranger. Um. So yeah, it was it was a little bit of of you know I got the poles out, starting to practice with the poles a little bit more and um. But yeah, just time on feet, and it's been yeah quite happy with with how it went. So uh, yeah, I just have to keep it up now. So fantastic. Yeah. So that's uh, how many? How, so seven weeks. How many more big runs will you do? And what, how far will you? What will be your longest time on feet you'll try and get, knowing that you're training for a twenty-four hour race? Well, the the thing about, I mean, you know, I've, I've kind of been quite, uh, quite, I suppose, specific on in terms of mileage. It's not, I think, and I've said this before. It's not about mileage. It's it's more about the the combination of more about the volume of of what I'm doing. Um, so the elevation, how much climb I'm doing, and being specific to the to the course, and being specific to to what the race is going to hold for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I don't need to be going and doing you know ten times two hundred meter runs and things like that, or ten times four hundred meters. I mean, there's a time and a place for doing faster work, but where where I'm at at the moment, there's not any real need for me to do the faster stuff. So I'm I'm starting to do lots more elevation and. And almost, you know, I think probably a rule of thumb for me would be to to be hitting maybe in some of the a couple of the the the, the, the forthcoming weeks is to hit a couple of 100 mile weeks and okay. uh, and also to have the this not only a 100 mile week but also to have the the elevation too um, of of what the UTMB will be so that'll be 10,000 meters of, of climb um, so that that's kind of what I want to to have. Uh, as a rule of thumb for for some of the weeks of of in the run up to the UTMB and um, I think that will stand me in good stead and and it won't just be about running hard and fast it'll be just really some of it will be just time on feet nice and easy easy effort uh, you know in the, in the kind of easiest easiest sort of threshold as such so mm-hmm. yeah it should be should be good hopefully well one thing we need to talk about at some stage on the podcast I think that'll be interesting and maybe listeners if you've got any advice get it in ahead of time. And we won't talk about it now, but maybe next week or week after, we should have a good discussion on the podcast about what we're going to do about your race plan and how crewing is going to best support that. So, because what I, I've been doing a lot of research on crewing the UTMB, how how it works in terms of logistics, how what I can do, where I can be. But what we need to nail down is what do you need from me, and what do I need to give for you to give you the best shot of running well at UTMB. Because I'm there for I'm a hundred. I'm only there to make your race go as well as possible. So what what can we do to make sure? Like what do I need to have for you? And we talked a bit about this before. And I spoke to Dave Andrews, old man Dave, about this about having the stuff you would want, maybe some Plan B stuff that you might want as well. So we just need to nail that down so that it's all slick. So any ultra listeners who are expert crewers, get in touch. Give us some of your your crewing tips. I like it, I'm, and I'm just going to put a, a big heart there. Uh, do you see the heart? Oh, I see <laughs> yeah. it. Wow, excellent. A wee Skype emoji heart. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Uh, yeah, listeners, I, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I, this is, I'm not an expert in ultra running, but you can always improve, um, and you can all, you know, and that's how people get. And that's why we listen. I listen to podcasts, and I listen to other people, and uh, and you know, a lot, a lot of my mates are are, are, are runners, and I always take. I always take things from them, and um, and I'll be hugely, you know, hugely in, 
uh, appreciative if, if any of you have got any advice that you can share to not only uh, not only me but to, to Tom as well for for crewing as well. That'd be that'd be amazing. So so yeah, I mean probably for crewing. I mean we could maybe touch on it quickly. I mean I, I've been you know I've been watching some of the YouTube videos and um, and listening to other podcasts about you know people who crew other runners and it's uh, I think I think the the main gist is. It's, it's almost as, it's more stressful than uh, than running the race, you know. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> pressure, pressure at all. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, getting to A to B and knowing when they're coming along. But as we mentioned earlier, I mean the the actual the actual tracking of of the you know the athletes on, on the UTB is actually meant to be quite good. Yeah, um, so I've read. Probably you'll be able to find me pretty easily and, and you know give me what I want and but I think one of the most you know, the important thing is I should be able to just come in and go right I need x y and z and and some, something's not quite right uh how am I going to deal with it and and you know I think I, there's a couple of things you know when it comes to doing a race something like you know an ultra race or any race is you can have a plan in place but you really have to be able to um to, to, to kind of almost problem solve if the plan doesn't go to plan really mm-hmm. um, and have some, some other plan and you might have another plan and that might not even go go to go that well and you might not even have a plan for something that happens and you, you just have to get on with it and, and get to the finish line so anything can happen and uh, I think that's the, the exciting part of it so uh, oh Logan just said hello there did you hear him <laughs> I did yeah uh, he's just away downstairs. I think he's just getting his nappy changed. So, right. Thank you, Debbie. Yeah. So uh, we. Uh, so yeah, let's let's have a, let's do a proper chat with that next week. Maybe once we got a bit of a plan together, and we can. That's going to be good. We can over two three weeks talk about it, get some some feedback, and and get this nailed down. Exactly. Yeah. And some of the things I've started doing is looking at the course profile, and I mean I'm not going. You know, I can't, we can't afford to go out to Chamonix for weeks like some of the other runners can, and. Um, you know we've, we've got full-time jobs and babies and you name it um so but we're you know we're fortunate enough to have uh, fantastic mountains in scotland to be able to you know be as specific as we can um when it comes to to training for the utmb i suppose it's yeah gonna be, it's gonna be great mate oh i'm buzzing so yeah yeah it's good that you're coming tom i, so, I thought i'd have to to go myself, you know. No, no. Well, we've got so that. So imagine the thing is like, think how many weeks ago we talked about all the things that are happening. You're gonna have a baby and then UTMB. So one, one of them's out the way. That's fine. So one, just one now, time, so now, now we can focus on this, uh, on this UTMB. So yeah, excellent. Very good, mate. What, a, what a week it's been for you. It has. It's been, uh, you know, I, I don't even know. I don't even know if I've said all the things I need to say on 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 TRS, but. Uh, but you know we could go on, we could go on and on and on, and uh, we, we can certainly chat, chat all things uh, running and babies in the next forthcoming weeks, no doubt. So Absolutely. anyway, enough about me, Tom. Enough about Logan. Enough about everyone else. What about you? How are you getting on? I'm getting on well. I'm, I'm, I'm getting more sleep than you, I think. Well, that's that's good. What I will say is, I mean, back to me, Tom. Um, I'm getting these uh, power naps. So, okay. Um, so I've been when when Logan gets up and the you know he, he goes to sleep during the day. Typical, he sleeps during the day. And he's awake at night, you know. Um, 
And, uh, and you know, like Wolverine. He's not named after Wolverine, by the way. <laughs> Logan is a Scottish name, uh, which is one of the reasons we picked it. And it's, um, yeah, it's a fairly rare name. And Chase, Chase, by the way, is an, an American name. Not anywhere, uh, it's not, not related to running whatsoever, Chase, Chase is it? Uh, it's not. <laughs> it's not the reason we picked it at all. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so where was I going with this? Uh, yeah. So when he, um, I've been having these power naps, I, I pick him up and he sleeps on my chest. You know all the skin, the skin stuff, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, you know. So you know, when he gets, he grows old, he knows that I'm his dad. Yeah, I hope. And uh, I've just been chilling there with him, sleeping with him, and uh, he's. That's been great. Cause actually, Debbie's like. Oh, you're not doing anything around the house. Well, no, I'm. I'm looking after Logan. I'm. I'm, I'm having a little power nap with him. <laughs> so I've. I've managed to kind of. Nice. Uh, you're bonding with him. Exactly, I'm bonding with him. So I've, I'm killing two birds with one stone, which nice. is great. So there you go, folks. If uh, if you've just had a wee one and you need a wee bit of sleep during the day, just get some skin to skin action, and you'll be you'll be good to go, and you'll get that. You'll get those. Um, that recovery increase the recovery rate for your sessions as well and you'll be back to back to normal the following day hopefully nice anyway i'm rambling get the rambling bell out <laughs> back tom back to you again right so i, right. I just jumped in there no it's Wait, all good mate i'll keep it keep it coming keep the logan chat coming i mean my week last week was pretty straightforward to be honest i'm i'm not going to go into the nit grit of it the not the main the meat in the sandwich was the Inverness Campus 5K on Friday night. So we'll come to the results of that shortly. We talked about it last week with the lads, and you and I talked about it last year before before the inaugural one. And so just to give listeners a bit of context, the Inverness Campus 5K is it sort of seeks aims to be the the go to sort of 5K in the northeast of Scotland, and it does a really good job of assembling a field and creating a really fast course. Last year was. So it's up on the Inverness Camp- University Highlands Islands campus, and last year was five laps. This year there was a lot of complaints that it was long, and we fed back at the time. We spoke to Ross Cairns, so we organised it. So shout out to Ross that we felt it was just some of the corners were a bit tight, and you could you end up not running a racing line, etc., etc. So he's revised it, so it's four laps of a essentially a 1,200 meter circuit, um, four and a bit laps, and yeah, it's a really quick course, it's super quick. It's flat, it's fast, the field was great. We'll go into the results, but uh, certainly the start list was, we talked about last week, had a ranking. So, I mean, I went into it ranked 22nd. So, you know, and you, you, you get a good handle on who's on times in front of you. So, really good racing. Now, I went into it thinking, I said this last week, I was there to run sub-16 minutes. I felt up for it. I felt good for it. I did a session on Tuesday last week, 800s at 5 flat, and I thought, this is this is on. 5.09 pace for 5k, I, I can run that. Yeah. Got the minibus up with the Metro lads, all good, great, uh, you know, everyone's buzzing, everyone's up for it, I'm feeling good, I've got my back in racing flats, I'm all set for it. <laughs> the, uh, we get in the starting pen, the gun goes, and after about literally two seconds, I look to my left, Fiona, who falls, and oh. immediately is like on her back, and the field is heading over her, so... What do you do? You know, and I, I was, uh, I was like, I, I sort of double take to see her go down, and you know, I'm, I, obviously, like my heart sinks. I'm not gonna, I can't continue running. Well, I don't know if she's okay. I don't know if she's banged her head. I don't know if she's been, if she's been stood on. So, so I just froze, 
turned around like to move towards her and the whole field just like I mean I wasn't even thinking about that at the stage I went around and she sort of falls on her back rolls over gets onto her knees looks up and sort of gives me a, like a sort of half hearted thumbs up and like waves me away you know you go on go on save yourself and it, it felt like slow motion so I'm stood there thinking if, and I'm thinking to myself do I go or do I just give up here and I thought I've come all the way from Aberdeen for a 5k I can't not oh. run so I turned to run and I look up and it was like, I don't know, 70 people in the field and everyone's out in front of me. And the, the course bottlenecks quite quickly after about 100 metres. And we'll come back to feedback on the course. But I've got to go around everyone. And, you know, you, when, you, when that happens, you think, what do you do? Do you push on quickly? Your, react, your instinct is to go hard to catch the guys you want to race with. Because I was so up for racing yeah. in a good, friendly, competitive way. But I, I was up for racing the boys. And I was like, shit, what do I do? Do I push on? So I kind of did a bit of both. I pushed on. I was running at a pretty hot pace, but obviously adrenaline's pumping because I've had that shock of like, what the hell's oh, yeah, happening? Yeah. I'm yeah. still worried a little bit about her because I don't know if she's continued running or not, even though she waved me on. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, people will say, oh yeah, you don't, you, I was probably only stopped for maybe three, three, four seconds and you don't lose that much time. When people are running 5K pace, say between 440 and 5 minute miling that I'm running with, they cover a lot of ground in that time. And I looked yeah, up yeah, and it yeah. looks like they're long gone. So yeah. long and short of it. Yeah, you're almost in no, no man's land as well. I mean, okay, you, you'll, you'll start going past people, but uh, there's nothing worse than when you're, you know, you're trying to hold, you've got a group and you're you're going away from each group and, and picking yeah. them up. Uh, but yeah, oh man, that's, that's I mean, you know, know, I, I obviously knew, know about it. I mean, there's a, I mean, no disrespect if you know, there's a cracking picture of her falling on the ground. You know? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> She's okay, she got listeners. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, you know, you could tell the love between, between Tom and Fiona. Tom's face when she fell was just, you know, it, it would melt your heart, you know. The, the concern in his face was, was, was there to see. And, uh, and, and, you know, I, I think, D- sacrificing your, I mean, you you didn't sacrifice your well, race, I didn't, but and that, yeah. stopped. But you still, well, I mean, I won't eat your words, but what happened? What happened, Tom? So, so we got we jump ahead to the finish, and I'll come back to the sort of race. So I ran sixteen thirteen. Now, outside of what I was shooting for, it's still like a fourteen second PB, and it's it's I'm really I'm pleased with the run. I'm pleased with the time. I guess my frustration was that I kind of I really think I can go. I mean. Okay, I've got no evidence to say this yet, and it's the classic making a claim immediately after a race you can go faster. But I do think I can go faster. I think 60 minutes is not unrunnable for me. And but the problem is because it's bloody laps, I'm on the outside all the way around the first two laps. I'm going to go around these big groups. And like after about half a lap, I went round, I went through people who I put 90 seconds into. You know, like so it's like yeah. And uh, anyway, I I kind of I went pretty hard the first mile. The second mile, I kind of. I think I sort of stabilised it a bit, and then the third mile, as any 5k should be, was an absolute slog. But uh, I maybe overcooked it a bit early on. But do you know what? I'm I'm pleased with the run. It's in the right direction. Had I run like 16:30 with that, I would have been furious because even then, even with the stop, I would have known that I was I was slow. But I'm I'm really pleased with that. And uh, I think it was just a shame because I went up there to race and I didn't get the chance to race. I ended up running. It was cool. Racing through the field was cool. I mean, I overtook everyone in the field, so. That was yeah, pretty that's cool. cool. Yeah, that was pretty good, cool. Uh, the good old Rico style, you know, <laughs> yeah. halfway. Don't don't get overtaken by anyone. Eh? Exactly. <laughs> just go. So that was cool. And anyway, it's a great event. Shout out to the organisers. They've really they've done a good job again. It's 
It's uh, it's flat, it's fast, it's better than it was last year. My only feedback would be, so the start was on a corner, the finish was on a corner, and I've passed this on to Ross, so he won't mind me saying this. That course needs to be, just shift everything back like 100 metres, and you won't finish and start on a corner. So hopefully they'll look at that. Um, but sadly, Fiona didn't get to continue, so she cut, she started running after she waved me off, and she instantly felt really dizzy and had to oh, stop man. and she yeah. sat at the side of the she said she sort of felt really dizzy sat down at the side of the course after like 10 metres and someone came over to her to say she's okay and she couldn't hear a thing like couldn't right. hear anything and uh, and she was like oh my god I can't hear I can't hear and then someone said to her afterwards sometimes when your blood pressure spikes so high and it drops you kind of you, apparently that can happen so oh really Jesus so uh, anyway she's obviously she's okay and she's bashed her hand and her shoulder pretty bad um, but what is interesting is the is she's then spent the bus journey home just basically trying to work out who tripped her. <laughs> someone has someone has come across the back of her legs and just cleaned her out. And in one of the photos, Rico looks quite suspicious. Oh, Rico! <laughs> but I think I think he's in the clear. I think he's been to be fair, he's been lovely. But he was so instantly quite apologetic. But it wasn't him. It was someone in an Inverness vest. Other people have have spotted them. So. You know, to cut to the chase, great win for Jenny Bannerman. Really good, uh, really good time from her. But you know, Jenny. Sl- slightly suspicious that the Inverness lads are are being paid to take out the rivals. <laughs> it's that uh, you know that film I Tonya. Have you watched that? I haven't seen it, but I know the one you mean, the ice skating yeah. one. Yeah. So so basically, they, they I don't know if they hired somebody. I can't remember. I've watched it, but I can't remember much about it. Um, they got somebody to to injure her. Ah, yeah, there you go. So her welcomes crashing that when her ex-husband con- conspires to injure Na- Nancy Kerrigan, Kerrigan, a fellow Olympic hopeful, in a poorly conceived attack that forces a young woman to withdraw from the event. So there you go. <laughs> so that's maybe I'm I'm a hundred percent sure there was. I'm joking about that. But anyway, that was it's a bit it was a bittersweet race. Obviously, I felt really bad for Fiona because she's in great shape. I think she would run. I think she would have absolutely smashed it, and I was a wee bit frustrated. But at the same time, on reflection, I'm thinking, well, I've clocked a new PB, which is, which is good. It was a good race, and like I said to you on Sunday, really loved being back racing 5K. First time I've raced that in a while. That's you know that's real racing, isn't it? It's uh, everything out there. Like the last lap, I could see Rico up the road and Ben Ward Van Beer and uh, Michael Donald of Inverness. Those boys were not so far up the road, and I thought you're kind of really trying to chase. And although I wasn't racing, racing them, the chase was on and that feeling of running flat out and I was in my racing flats. Well, come nice. to, I tell you what. What were you wearing? What you, what you weren't wearing your Nike, uh, uh, what they call the vapor Your flies. Nike suits, your vapor flies. No, I was wearing my Streak LTs, which are pretty stripped back. There's not much to them. But you know what, there was some, I know some of the boys who listen to the show were in this boat, so don't take offense to this. But there were some boys wearing next percents in a 5K. I mean, come on, lads. That shoe's been out a week. It cost, I mean, it cost a serious amount of money. What are you doing wearing that for a 5K? I mean, wise up. I was, I was, sh- I was amazed at how many pairs. And I can swallow a Vaporfly because they've been out long enough. Someone's probably had them for a marathon, like I've done with 10Ks and worn them afterwards. But they must have been christening a pair of next percents at the campus I 5K. Mean, do they? Would they make a difference though for a 5K? You know, I mean, I, for a marathon, maybe, but and you're, it's all about your 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 economy. I mean, people think, oh, your your vapor flies are you, you improve. You know, the four percent everyone was thinking. It's all about you improving your performance by four percent. I.e., you're improving your time by four percent. It's 
it's actually it's all about you, the way that you run, um, and not everyone will, uh, will 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 run great in a vaporfly. They might depend on how they run, um, yeah. but it's meant to improve your that your your economy rather than which in turn can improve your your performance in your time. But uh, for a five k, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, we we talked about it last the last couple of weeks what I go about wearing a you know wearing a low profile shoe. And you just, you know, and you just feel the ground, and you run the way that your body allows you to run, and yeah. uh, and you know, you're you're basically running barefoot when you've got a vapor fly on. You're you're kind of being, you know, your body's or your, your the shoe allows you to to run in a particular way. It's, yeah. it's maybe not as true compared to running, you know, with a flat, a racing flat. I don't know. Honest, I don't think they slow you down. I'm just not convinced to give you a benefit. Now, I guess the most important thing is that. Comfortable when you're running fast. So if someone feels they're running as fast as they can and they feel good in them, fine. But I still, I just don't. I, I would challenge anyone to say, Do you know, what? I'm pretty sure you could have run as quick in a far cheaper shoe. Now, if we want to, that's. I mean, as, I'm a huge fan of the Vaporfly. Don't get me wrong. I just think that is a whole. That's a lot of shoe for a 5k. And if you're running track, you're wearing spikes. I mean, my Streak LTs are pretty much spikes without a without spikes on the bottom. There's nothing to them. And, you know, you look at the guys like, I mean, Kenny had a pair of those, uh, Kenny Wilson who won the men's race, what was he, 1448 or something? Yeah. He, he was wearing a pair of New Balance Hanzos, you know, the same sort of thing, stripped right back. Oh, uh, oh, oh, naturel, eh? Oh, naturel, baby. Yeah. So that was so that was the race. It was, it was as I say, a cool race. I really enjoyed it. I'm actually quite hungry for another 5K, but I don't have anything in the plan. I, I think, to be honest, I mean, you, you, you've got to... You've got to break 60 minutes a season. Yeah, there's I know. no doubt about that. To. There's no like you know. I I don't know if you announced your goal, but I can't mind. But you know, you're so close to it. It's there, man. You know, your yeah. your sub 16's there. It's oh, just a case of when. You know, just so, uh, keep keep yourself in bubble wrap and, until you make make sure that you, you go. You don't go anywhere near Fiona when she she, she next races. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I, um, I think I might either do, see if some of the lads fancy, maybe yourself as well, fancy a, a part on sometime just to, on a good day, beach part and you can get a good time there. Or even do like a, I'll find a, a 5k somewhere and do that before the season's out. So I mean, next for me. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna offer a pace it, but I don't know if I can run the sub 16 anymore. <laughs> I'm sure you. I'm sure you would find it. Find it somewhere if you've got me in front of you. You would. You the racing animal would kick in. I'm sure. Yeah, maybe actually. Well, I tell you what then. Let's let's hold true to the to we 5k showdown with yeah, let's do Bobby that. and I. But at the peak of my my UTMB training. Uh, to, yeah. Okay. To, to, you know, and I think um, I'd be. I would be interested to know what I would run actually. Yeah. For, on a good day, um, I, I don't. I don't really know. But it's amazing. You know when you. When you put it all on the track, what what can come out? But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm keen for that. I'm let's do it. That. Let's do that. Yeah. August September time. Let's find. Let's yeah. do a five five k. So that that'll be good. My next race is Ben Rennes, which is a week on Saturday. So I'm pretty up for that now. And after that, it's all roads lead to the dam. The dam. And when's the dam then? That so the the dam folks is uh, the Amsterdam. Half, Mar- isn't it? Marathon, Marathon, mate. Marathon. Sorry, Marathon. Why did I say half? <laughs> so I'm going out. That's 20th of October. So we're, we'll... 20th of so October. I, I don't know. So what's that going to be? That's all of August, all of September, most of October. That's not... It's probably about 12 weeks, actually, now. It's maybe 15 weeks, something like that. So it's not... It's coming slowly, slowly. So I figure get Ben Rennes out of the way, 
I think I might have to revise my pretty bullish original goal on Ben Rennes of hitting a podium. I think a top 10 would be a solid result of Ben Rennes. Um, well, how, how, do you know who's doing it yet? Or? I've no idea. Well, I, don't, I think it's entering the day, so I, I've no idea. I was uh, I was sort of half thinking about doing it. Not oh, to, Come and do not it. Not to race you, but... Uh, what? I just mean, for training for the... Because uh, I'm, I'm thinking... I mean, it's, it's quite... Looking at, I'm looking at, like, what sort of races I can I can do, you know, um, before the UTMB. And there's, there's not... I mean, having a wee one now, uh, there's not really that much kicking about, you know? You should... Mate, that would be fantastic. But I don't want to... I don't want to... You know, I mean, hey... Who's to say that you wouldn't beat me? You know, rubbish, rubbish. But I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm there as a. Re- it's been on my bucket list for a while. Uh, I would. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm looking forward to running to see what I can see what I can do in terms of time on it because this is all part of this me out of my comfort zone running a race like this. So we've got, uh, and it'll be when are we? At? Yeah, Saturday, twenty seventh of July. Week on Saturday, Dufton Highland Games. Do you know there's a beer tent there as well, so we can get the. If we can get a, a chauffeur to to take us there and back, then that'd Ooh, be fantastic. Yeah, that would eh? be fantastic. That would be. There's a, you, you know, to to round it off, to round it off, Tom, there's a there's a mile race as well. Oh, now, excellent. The, the year I the year I ran it, uh, I think I I ended up, but I, I, I was I was fortunate enough to win it that year. And um, must have been a, you know, must must have been a low <laughs> a slow year if I won it. Um, and uh, I had a beer, and then I ended up doing the mile, and uh, I, I can't remember it was a, it was a it was a painful mile after doing <laughs> you know sit 14 miles on the hills, you know. But uh, maybe maybe do that as a, a cheeky little. But I, I mean, I, I've I've just announced that I might potentially look at doing it if I can't find anything else, because um, it's quite a you know it's a good bit of climbing it. Um, but hey ho, excellent. Not to so, steal your thunder of the of the podium, but no, you no, just don't, I, I just don't know who's going to win it. You know, I, or exactly. Who's be there. I've, I've, it. yeah, that's I'm I've come to realise, uh, and this is maybe going to be make a lot of people laugh, but I've come to realise hill racing is harder than harder than I may have expected. So I think if I can top ten, it, looking at previous previous results, I think a top ten would be a good performance for me. Two fifteen, sub two fifteen. Ah, I like it. That's the good thing about the course is it's um it's never going to be a different course because it's there's one path that leads to the top of Ben Rennes and then you just go all the way back so um so hopefully in a good day you could you could uh you know or, or whatever kind of day if it's a warm day or whatever but definitely a shout to to use it as a target time anyway yeah so I'm on the, I've just been on the on the Highland Games website and there's not much uh, yeah I think you can. Anyway, it looks really good. I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, that's that's where I'm at. Uh, and I'm, uh, as I said, I've done a, I had a hill session last night. I was up at Scotty doing the Scotty Compass. Oh, which was the good old Scotty Compass, eh? Which was hard going. I did a long run on Sunday. So I'm pretty much getting 18 miles every week at the moment on the, on the Sunday. I need to get this weekend get off road a bit. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're we're in, I'm pretty good shape. I'm running. My mileage is not high. 50, 60 miles a week at the minute. I could do with bumping that. Once I get Ben Rennes out of the way for, uh, I'm just starting to think about the marathon. I did my first run commute from the new house today, which was good. Nice. And how 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 many miles is it exactly? Is it five or? It was just short of five. A wee bit short of five on the way in, and then on the way, and it's you know I was in the literally 200 meters in. I'm running through the woods, which was lovely. Really oh, nice, nice, really nice so. commute. So that was and cool. That goes through Countess Wells Forest, doesn't it? That's right. Not, right not announcing, 
not announcing to anyone where he lives, but, <laughs> uh, but look at Strava, you'll find out. They'll see that. So that was cool. And on the way back, I did a Rico was doing his run back from work home, so I, I tagged along with him up and and I went a long way around through Hazelhead, so back to Hazelhead up through the the woods there, which uh, took me to a sort of six and a half. So yeah, not a bad uh, double day there. Oh, nice. Well, I'm I'm hoping that uh, you know that I'll, I'll see many CHC running up and down there a few times when I. Leave the yeah. car at Debbie's work and run down to my work and of course, uh, yeah. do a cheeky little tag high, team. You know? high, high five on the way past. A wee high five or a bumps up, whatever one you we choose, I suppose. Cool. Right. So I've talked about the race. I think we should move on to the the results of the the Campus 5K just to kind of wrap up on it and move into results. We talked about the 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 overall winners, but just to recap on that, so it was. Uh, Kenny Wilson, Maury Roadrunners for the win, uh, 14.43, I beg your pardon, I got that wrong earlier, he was the, which is a course record, and he beat Hamish Hickey, essentially see who ran 15.21, and uh, he's also a junior, and another junior from Aberdeen, Sonny McGrath. Oh, Sonny McGrath. Third so... place, 15.41, and I, I think I called that last week in the podcast, I haven't listened to it back, but I'm pretty sure I called Kenny for the, I think I was Kenny for the win, Lachlan Oates for second and someone like no I was Stephen Mackay for third and I thought Sonny McGrath could maybe spoil the party so so is Lachlan Oates running there now what happened to him so I'm going to I don't know if Lachlan listens or not but I'm I think Lachlan's been injured but I'm Ah, I was a wee bit I didn't quite understand what was going on with Lachlan so Lachlan if you if you do listen don't be offended by this but, but get in touch let us know what's going on he warms up in his vest he puts a race bib on. He's doing strides. You think he's there for for the for the you know to mix it, and then he paces his girlfriend. Oh man! I mean, oh. you know, we're oh. the, give the people what they want, mate. We want a race. Oh, Kenny I'm, Wilson I, I was disappointed. We 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 chatted all things. Uh, you know, Kenny Kenny v Lachlan, and and we didn't get the listeners didn't get what they wanted. Now I'm sure he's probably injured. And he's, there's a, there's probably a good reason for why he didn't why he didn't. But you know people see you there and they expect uh, they expect something. So it was a wee bit it was a wee bit bizarre. And pacing your girlfriend that is I mean you know that's not uh, there's no there's there's no there's no kudos well, getting handed out for that. Well, well, well let's uh, well let's let's go back to it now now would would Fiona let well let's target you now eh? let's uh, go for let's, it right. Let's, Let's let's leave Lachlan out of this. He's not he's not here to defend himself. Would you would you decide? Would you pace Fiona? Or, no. You know, a, a race. Would she? No. Is that she would because, want it? Yeah, exactly. Would you? It's because she doesn't want to be paced by you. She's she's fairly vocal, but she doesn't want you to pace her. Yeah, she wants to. She's someone who wants to, be able to stand up on her. You know, doesn't want to. She can. She's. You know, it's about. I, you know, if I'm going to run a time, I'm going to run. It, I'm going to run it on my terms. The other thing is, and I, this is more general. I see it at parking all the time. I do not get pacing in a race that's stacked. It's like someone who goes, who gets someone to pace them at, say, I don't know, 20 minutes at an Aberdeen Park run. There's a bunch of people running 20 minutes. Pacing in the true art of pacing, I guess originally was, is someone who can, you know, is someone who goes off at a pace that's unsustainable for them, and you know, world record pace. Someone's. Kept, Pacing Kipchoge at 30k, they're hanging on. At 30k, they drop out, and the yeah. the man's on his own. I just think pacing in a race, you've got enough people around you to if 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 your problem is 
you're fading at the end. You should be hanging on to the people around you. If your problem is that you're going out too fast, look at your watch. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I find this bonkers how many, and it's, I actually think it's an epidemic in, in club running, is this obsession with pacing. And I, I mean, I'm going to get shot by some of our, my fellow commitment members at Metro because we've got a real problem with it. There's always this, oh, we're pacing, we've got someone pacing every minute of a park run. Really? I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. You know, people should know, if people are, anyone who's running under 20 minutes should know how to run a race and shouldn't be relying on someone to pace them on it. You know, it's, uh, especially in a 5K, where in the last mile, you should just be giving it everything anyway. Maybe I, um, I'm probably way off the mark uh, here, but it's just yeah, a real bugbear for me. He's, uh, geez, Tom, have a drink, man. Jeez, oh. This is, r- run, this is running rants early. <laughs> running rants. Right, skip results, folks. We'll, we'll get to the, the juicy stuff, eh? <laughs> now, I'm going to... I think I'm going to... Oh, my battery is about to go. I'm just going to plug... Oh, Jesus. One second, folks. I'm just going to plug myself in. So, while Kyle plugs himself in, the women's results... So, the it was a win for... Uh, Jenny Bannerman of Inverness uh, Harriers, who won the race in um, 16.48, so a really good run there from Jenny. Uh, second place was a junior runner from Fife AC, Anna Headley, who was 17.04, and third place, Constance Nankerville, East Sutherland and Edinburgh Uni. Uh, so a new name to me, anyway, but third in 17.52, which is a good run, so... So really good. So it's just a, a bit of a shame that we didn't get to see Fiona run and and see how that race would have gone down. And uh, but yeah, another stacked field. You know, it also had uh, Scotland internationals um, Nicola Gold and Kaylee Jarrett running as well. We had Gemma Cormack in there. So yeah, it was a really a good women's field. Yeah, it sounds it. So so right, let's go back. Right, I'm I'm plugged in, Tom. Go Pearson. for it. Go back. No. Yeah, go for it. No, I I for me, I I. I don't know if I would. I, if I would was you pace Deb, would you pace Debbie? If I got a P, yeah, I mean Debbie wouldn't let me pace her. <laughs> pace her. There's absolutely no way she would let me do that. I, I think if I tried to, she would push me away and assault me or trip me up, and you know I'll end up doing a Fiona on the ground. So absolutely no way am I being able to pace anyone. And likewise, I don't know if I would want to be paced by anyone else if it's not, if yeah. unless it's in a race. I mean. I know you get BMCs and you know in the true form of being paced and on track meets and things or you know at certain races where they they have an allocated pacer, but um, I think there's something rewarding about running a PB at a race without you know amongst other people who aren't pacing you. You're running for time. You're running as hard as you can, um, and if you get sucked in with someone else who who is going for a particular time, then you could argue, well, yeah, that is pacing, but it's not really. I mean, it is pacing because it's not because they're racing for themselves. They're racing to, you know, do. They're racing to, to either win or, or or to get a position or to get a fast time. Mm-hmm. And and if that fast time is the the time that you're aiming for, it might even be that they're you know they're going. They they end up blowing up and you, you, you use their their pace and you you you, d- you know you go past them in the last couple of miles. Who knows? But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's something uh, there's something quite uh, quite rewarding about not getting a personal best or, or doing well in a race without being paced. Mm-hmm. I, gr- I uh, agree. 
So, I mean, one thing I don't really get, and, and maybe I'm, maybe I, I would get it, but some of the ultra races you get, like the Western States uh, was on in, um, well, a couple of weeks ago in, in America, and you can actually have pacers for that. But, like, why would you want, you know, it, it, it's motivational and, and then, you know, you're, you're out for a long time, it's a 100-mile race, but I don't know, I just would rather run yeah, the race myself. Like, is that the uh, part of running? No, be able to be able to you know, man, pay, not just pace yourself, but it's part. Running is a racing and running. It's a skill. You know, running is of course one sport where you work hard and you get your rewards through training. But at the same time, there's a skill in executing a race. I mean, ask just ask Chris Richardson. If someone had sent him out with a two twenty eight pacer at London, I'm pretty sure yeah, yeah. who knows what he would have run. Maybe we'd run quicker, maybe we'd run slower, but there's a there's a beauty and a, a skill in executing your race, and you, to be able to do that, as you say, without relying on someone else, is rewarding. Oh yeah, I I agree. I mean, you know, my PBs have never been paced. It's just me working off whoever's on the field uh, yeah. or running as hard as I can. I mean, some of the times it has been, you know, admittedly, you could argue, well, you know, using your watches, and I know Cameron mentioned it last week. Yeah. You're using your watch, and, and you, you technically, you could, that, you're, you're being paced, some people are being paced by their watch, or they're, they're, refer, they're referencing their pace at, on their watch, at the, at, you know, within a couple of seconds of looking at it, um, and you can, you can use that as a measurement, but... Uh, you know, and I, th- I think we also mentioned it last year when Cam Hawkins ran his 60 flat, or 60, I think it was 60 flat, and he doesn't yeah. use a watch. And it, there's many other elite. If you look at all the Kenyans and all the all the top African runners, none of them wear watches, or very few of them wear watches. Yeah, true. And some of them maybe are being paced at a certain time, but a lot of the races, are, they're running just by feel and just by effort, and that's it. So it is interesting to you know the pacing being paced or your pace or my pace your pace or mine you know yeah well look at you at Mozart Mozart you you know you've learned over a few ultras now to control yourself at the start and at Mo- you've got that skill in the, you know at Mozart you were you said it yourself a couple weeks ago you went out and you were sort of in like 30th or something after the first bit and you've moved your way right through the field and you've executed it well to finish what fourth or fifth or something so it's uh you know I think there's an experience piece in there, and I find that I think when races, and particularly, I love parkrun. By the way, I'm not knocking park. I'm knocking some of the. I mean, I'm knocking when some people get carried away and insist on putting paces on every one or two minutes at a parkrun because I don't. I think part of the beauty of parkrun is you go wrong and you just run. You run yeah. as hard or as slow as you want, and I think this. You know, to go along and just follow someone. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm probably being an absolute. Uh, I'm probably being very harsh, and anyone who disagrees, feel free to throw that your uh, response in. Particularly, <laughs> particularly Lachlan. <laughs> if you listen, you think I'm bang out of order. <laughs> I was just gutted not to see him run. I mean, I, and he. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. That was going to be I a serious smackdown between him and Kenny. I, I think a lot of people were looking forward to it. Um, yeah. I think you know more so Kenny. Probably because you know, it's not I don't I haven't spoke to Kenny about it, but you know I, I certainly would, would would guess that that Kenny would have and and again you know Kenny if 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 you know say Lachlan was was racing, Kenny might have been pushed even if he was injured he might have been pushed for a faster time if he was if, if Lachlan was 
in, in a decent enough shape or if he was to go out and then maybe fade because he's perhaps injured. Who knows? But yeah. you know, we, we can't uh, certainly can't speak for, for Lachlan. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, he's a top athlete. and, and well, he's, got champ, he's got a champion, Scottish, what, 10 miles this year? Yeah, yeah, 10 miles. So he's, he's got a, a massive credential. Um, and yeah, it would be great to have him on the show as well and see where he's at too. Fantastic. Well, well, I think we've definitely done the campus 5k what about chapleton of elsie we talked about this last week with uh cameron who was running no no uh, i haven't I haven't mentioned it folks but what a, a top of a show last week <laughs> is that not the first time i've never been on the podcast i think, I think it, it might be actually yeah i think it oh, might be oh. well i'm glad you referenced uh you know the the good old congratulations to oh, of course Amy, to, to we we man logan there so uh but now nah, i thoroughly enjoyed Listening to TRS uh, <laughs> without any without any stress of saying my ones and my my, uh, my other saying, so so it was it was great them. great we... great chat, but uh, pure little pure pure wee Cameron, eh? DNF, well he got a lot of voice, <laughs> jeez, so you know, but he, he you know he managed to to pull something back. He managed to not only uh, you know get to the start line, but but also finish the race and I know well done Cameron finishing yeah. the, he finished the chapel on the Velsic 10k give that man well a finisher's t-shirt yeah exactly I hope he got a finisher's t-shirt and a medal but what I know they got was they got a beer didn't they I think uh, yes North uh, sponsored the race and every runner finisher got a beer at the end so fantastic cool. yeah so who, what were the results Tom I think uh, Robbie Simpson was the the, the outright winner was he? Well, yeah. So Robbie Simpson, uh, Fat Simpson for the win, thirty-two twenty-five, second place, and course record I should add by about two minutes I think. Cameron Strachan, second place, thirty-three twenty-two, and third place Ben Ward Run Beer, Metro Whoa. Aberdeen as well, thirty-five ten. So good runs from them, especially Ben who ran the, who went who went I think fifteen fifty-eight at the Campus Five K on the Friday. So good to see him turn around for the Sunday. Uh, on the women's side, it was another course record. Alison Matthews of Metro Aberdeen, 41-17. Second place, Rebecca Watt, Rebel PT in 43-12. And third place, Emma Barr, unattached. Sign her up, 44-11. So, ah, okay. Kudos so what's the to... Course, what's well, the course like there? So I was speaking to... Uh, well, both Cameron and Robbie have told me that it's it's a lovely course. Uh, starts in the new town of Chapton of Elsick, which is a really nice setting. And you've got a nice bit of road running to start with, and then you go off onto. I think there's a bit of trail, and then there's a bit of sort of country road running, and then you come back in. I think there's a bit of a lump in the course, but one of those courses where you're not going to run a time as such, but it's a good, enjoyable, hard 10k to to put yourself in for. And you know, kudos to the race organisers, particularly um, Campbell Hayden, who we know well, who's been uh, really top man on in terms of the way that race has been promoted, the new race, keeping it going, that's two years now, and it's we were obviously uh, unfortunately not able to run this year, but Cam, Campbell was kind enough to offer us a place which we, we couldn't take up, but they've he's even outdone himself, he sent in the results to TRS with the age gradings as well, to, to oh, say he was wow. trolling through, so just to quickly wrap through those, Ron Gold, 35-55, first over 40 man, Elizabeth Espinal, 44-33, first V5, uh, F40. First M50, Richard Horn, Metro Aberdeen, 38.05. First F50, Judy Robbie, 50-49. First M60, Brian Ucker, Fraserburgh, 40-54. And first F60, 
Rosemary Leeper, Metro Aberdeen, 53-44. Fantastic. Well, that's one we have to do next year then, Tom. Indeed. What are the, have we got any other results we last week? Now you're talking. Well, uh, actually, we do, right? And do. I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got. A, I don't know much about the the race results to be honest. Although I do have them in front of me, but I've got a. There's been a bit of a hilarious story about this. So Tour of Fife, great event. I've talked about it before. If I lived near, I would do it every year. It's it's absolutely brilliant. Five races, five days, and we'll we'll come to the results. But you pay. I think there's been. It all kicked off on the Tour of Fife Facebook page. It might as well have been. It might as well have been running friends Scotland. There was some. I hope he. Li- I really hope this guy listens because I want him. I hope he hears me say this. Some. I will, I, will, I was going to use an f bomb there. Some absolute moron was weighing in on uh, the Tour of Fife website saying. I'm eating my popcorn tw- as we speak right now, folks. Twenty-seven pounds. What a what a rip off! I only got a plastic mug for finishing. Right. Twenty-seven pounds. The lads run five races in five days, which are marshalled. There's probably water at the finish. There's food at the finish. The results are turned around quickly. The um, there all the organisation that goes into it. That you're getting a bib. You get you know the marshal's time, which is obviously free. All this stuff, and he's complaining twenty-seven pounds for five days because he, in his exact words, only got a plastic mug. Now the mug A doesn't look that bad. It's a two or five mug. Now, secondly, if you're in it, it's better than a medal. I mean, you know, you got you got a mug. It's got a use. That's like what five fifty a race or something. Yeah. The guy is an absolute idiot. Anyway, he was probably trolling, and he's gotten a lot of reactions. And I was, I couldn't believe when I saw that. And I was at the minute I read, it, I thought this guy is getting called out on the podcast because oh. that's a, we've got a platform. Let's use it. This guy is, <laughs> is an idiot. You know, people oh, need to show guy. more respect. This is not a, it's not a great run, and the which money, you do pay £27 for, for the record. Yeah, I mean, the money goes to the club, doesn't it? I think it goes to the club. It probably goes to the club. Goes, the club will have costs, you know. They've got... Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think... I mean, uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's... It, I think for, for me, I mean, you can pay 27 I mean, you... You can pay twenty seven pounds for a ten k one race. Five k's you pay that. Exactly. I mean, we, but I mean, did he did he do the race or what? Did he did he race it or is he just a troll who is complaining about? So uh, he did it. I thought was amazing. He did it, and some a lot of people started. You know these arguments they go like off totally off canter. So some guy <laughs> saying, "Oh, why are you complaining? You're shit and slow. You you oh, why don't you no. come back when you're fast?" That wasn't what the debate was about. Oh, and of course, the God. guy was in going, oh, I've got a faster 5K than you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny, right? Quality. I mean, do you know what's funny? Is See if they were both to meet in person. None of that would happen. No. Would it? None of that, that stuff would uh, happen. It's just like... Keyboard oh, God, gangsters. People, it's just annoying. Like you know, I mean, you could maybe, if he was to say in person, oh, that's a bit of a rip-off. Like somebody, no doubt, would have shot him down, and he was like, yeah, ah, "Fair okay, enough." Yeah. And that bit, no biggie. Like you know, but the moment you put on Facebook, oh, uh, everything just goes crazy. I mean, look, we're announcing it to the TRS listeners for, exactly. for one, you know. But which, in, in a way, is I mean, he's not the boy's not created any any wrongdoing, no doubt. But uh, but one thing, moving on, 
I mean, are we going to chat about the results so, before we move well, on? I'll very quickly just go through the results because I think it's worth covering it since we do it. So <laughs> we're going to just give it the overall winners of each race and the overall winner of the series. So the first night was Wednesday. It was a beach race in St Andrews and West Sands. And that was won by Alistair Gudgeon, 5AC, and Jennifer Spence, also 5AC. On Thursday was a hill race, so up and down East Lomond. Um, how, big's the, the hill, how long's the hill race? Is that a few I, miles? Don't, I, don't have that, I don't have that information in front of me, unfortunately. But it's up up East Lomond, along a trail to the summit, and then you come back down into the Falkland Estate, which, which will be lovely. Um, it's not, that's far, not far from where I'm from. So won by Ben Hawkins and Jennifer Spence, both of 5AC. On the Friday, think, it was... Uh, Ben's... Runs for PH Racing. Ah, I beg your pardon. It was PH Racing. Yes, you're right. Friday was the mile time trial, the the Fast and Furious mile time trial, uh, and they set you off in pairs, and that's on the Kirkcaldy Promenade, which sounds great. And oh, nice. uh, Alistair Gudgeon won again uh, with Jennifer Spence winning for the third night on the trot. On Saturday it was a 5k road race in Glenrothes, which is cool, and that was uh, Alistair Gudgeon and Jennifer Spence again for the win. Going towards the big finish on Sunday, so you're, it all comes down to the last day. Cumulative times, six-mile trail race on the Falkland Estate. Now, Ben Huckins came from behind to win and take the overall win, oh. which, is, which is pretty cool. So really exciting in the last day. It's a nail-biting finish then. I, I, it must have been. Um, and Jennifer Spence, who won as well for the to complete the full sweep. So really good there. And uh, yeah, so that well done to Ben and Jennifer Spence for the win. Wow, fantastic. Well done, folks. I think we've got another, uh, another, another nappy time. Say. Blame me. Oh, blame me. What are you, oh, you feeding yeah. him? Oh, oh he's, he's getting a lot of, uh, a lot of good nutrient, nu- nutrients from, from Debbie herself. So nice. we've, we've gone with the, 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 oh, na- the, the natural stuff, you know, <laughs> uh, all, all ready, all ready yeah. to go, ready made. So, um, a lot of, a lot of pumping to do, a lot of expressing milk, which is, which has been there. Uh, a bit of, hey, people have to know this, Debbie. That's just because that's just because you're you just you let's be quite honest. You're training on this stuff for the UTMB, aren't you? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, extra nutrients I, is what you're after. <laughs> exactly. I tell you, I mean, you know, get that stuff down here. Jeez, it's got it's packed full of nutrients, no doubt. Right, not <laughs> Tom just spat half his beer there. I, I, I was cool. I was only joking there, but yeah. Uh, who knows? Oh, he's dropped his snowball mic as well. Yeah, we're, all, we're all good. There's a few technicalities at the theater's household there. Yeah, what a oh. shambles. Right. So where were we? We were talking about the Tour of, tour of the Fife, weren't we? Yes. I think right. we're finished. I think we're finished that now. I was just um, I was just going to move on. Uh, and I was mentioning about the, you know, the crime of the century isn't really the, the man who, who, who made that comment on Facebook, eh? Let's let's be honest, but I tell you what, what do you think of uh, Kyle Langford at the Oh, here we go, here we go. Look at that segue there. Do you like that segue there? I tried to to link it up there. Now, do you you know a little bit about this? We both do, but I I mean, I don't want to get into the the, the nitty gritty, but to be honest, I'm just going to read it from the BBC Sport um, website. Well, can I, can I, can I play, can I, I've got the Instagram here. Can I at least just play the reaction of someone filming what happened? Because I think that that gives quite a a telling overview. So this is Kyle Langford, for what want of a better word, assaulting an official at the the finish of a race. And this is this is it being filmed by by a spectator at the place. Oh, oh, 
You know when you get that, whoa, something bad <laughs> oh, happened. No. What are you doing, mate? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I'm glad it's his full name, Kyle Langford. You know, I mean, you know, not like I would be assaulting anyone, but so Kyle's a rare name, so the, yeah. make sure it's uh, both both Kyle and Langford put together in the same sentence. So, uh, so yeah, so basically. What happened was, so he, he won the, the, well, he got a silver medal at the Commonwealth Games for the 800 metres, I think. Um, so he's, uh, he's apologised after appearing to grab an official by the, by the throat at a track event uh, in the, la- the past coming Saturday. So, yeah, obviously there's some evidence there. And um, he's, he's tweeted, I've, uh, tweeted of all things, uh, I let myself and my support team down by reacting angrily to an official at the British Milers Club event. Um, I allowed pre-race tension to get, to get to me too much. So it must have been um, in the warm-up then, rather than at the end of the race. Uh, now, I don't know, but there's no, there's, I can't, you know, we don't want to jump to conclusions, but, uh, but basically the, the British athletics of, um, I, I, I don't know what the punishment is, but I think it's, uh, do you know what the punishment is? I don't know. I've got his apology in front of me. So, I'll, I'll read his apology before we come back because there is a link about the information. So basically, he's come back and said, Yesterday, I let myself and my support team down by reacting angrily to an official at the BMC event. I allowed pre race tension to get to me too much, and my behaviour fell well short of what it should be. I have apologised to the official involved and have also followed up in writing, but I know that this wasn't acceptable and I apologise that I behaved in that way. The officials in the UK are amongst the best in the world, and their work at events like the BMC have meant athletes like me have the chance to compete in some brilliant races. Once again, I'm very sorry and will be ne- be sure to never repeat this behaviour again. So I've just found out what he's been given. So he's been handed a £1,000 fine and he must do a day of community service at a junior athletics meet following the, phys- well, following the, phys- the, the altercation. So that's what he's been given. <laughs> now, I, I, I've got to say, that's, that's horrendous. I think that's really... He's got enough lightly there. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, for, for a £1,000 fine that is to be donated to a charity in one day of athletics community service. Now, from what I know, he is on the world-class programme, so he's a funded athlete, so he is supported by British Athletics. Now, from a react like that, it's... I mean, again, we don't know... We, we don't know the ins and outs of, of what happened, but from, from looking at the, the, the picture that I see in front of me is his hands on on the official's throat. Yeah. That's that's no way of treating anyone. I mean if, I, if that was if that was anyone, if you did that to some you'd be given a, a lifetime ban, wouldn't you? I tell you what, sure. if I did that if someone did that or as someone who's on a club committee, I can tell you right now, if someone did that at our club event, they would be they would be they would be asked to leave the club. I, oh, honestly I honestly yeah. think that's the way it would happen. I mean someone someone called someone you know, a bad name on our Facebook group last year, and there, there was there was ch- shouts to chuck him out of the club. I mean, <laughs> I, I think you know if I did that work, put it that way, if I did that work, there's a high chance to be sacked. Oh, you would be. You would. I mean, again, you know, you unless there's an underlying issue that he, he may have. Um, oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, he's he's not. He's apologised, obviously, but there's nothing. You know, the the official. Obviously, we don't know what the official said, but. From from pretend you know looking at maybe what happened was 
he was warming up and he shouldn't have been warming up on the track because it was a race on or, or that's my understanding but again I, I wasn't there so I can't I can't I can't you know, jump to conclusions but so oh what would God. you what would you expect to have seen happen I think he would have to have a, you know a, a ban maybe not an outright ban but some sort of fairly lengthy service ban uh, yeah because you can't be doing that to officials I mean they're, they're, the, the the chances are that they're doing it on their, their own accord. You know, they're not getting paid for it. So I completely agree with you. you know, I completely like, agree with you. Well, I mean, if I was an official, I mean, what would be interesting would be to know if the official what what he would what his what he wants to happen. You know, has he been asked like what the punishment would be or uh, who knows? But I mean, I, I suppose the good thing, the good the good that's coming out of it is a, a thousand pounds going to charity. Uh, but you know, the, does do the juniors want him volunteering at a, an athletics event? I'm, I mean, I guess the thing is, let's oh, be no. honest. He's probably he's a short temper. He's probably he's no he's definitely no danger to children. But no, no, no. it's a bad. It's just for me, it's just a bad example that now, you know, it's it's setting an example that you can do that and you know he's a funded athlete. I don't know how much funding he gets, but I'm guessing it's more than a grand. So you're essentially knocking a grand off his funding, to yeah. be honest. I, it's a terrible, it's a terrible example. And you're right. If he's in front of kids, they they'll see him come back and they know what he's done. It's, it's it's not good. I mean, he'll be the one who's like, oh, he's the guy who attacked the official, you know. And <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's I, I, for me, I, I think uh, you know British athletics are, they've, they've, in my opinion, they've disappointed me in in their their punishment. So yeah, which is a shame, but. I, We'll see. It'll be interesting to see what, uh, yeah, what sort of reaction he gets from uh, from the fans when he does come back. And I don't know if he's, I don't know how he's, if he's qualified or if he's, if he's likely to get a spot at the Worlds or not. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? So anyway, moving on. Anyway. Interesting. Yeah. So what else do we have in terms of news? Well, we've had, we, yeah, we've had the uh, under twenty three European uh, track champs uh, was last weekend and. The real headline is uh, two gold medals for Gemma Riki, who won the um, 800 and the 1500, and in doing so became the first British athlete to, to win double gold at the Euro under 23. So, um, absolutely fantastic. First Scott as well to win gold of any, uh, the, of any kind of under 23 champs since Alison Kerbishley in 1997. So, it's, um, it's brilliant. A really good. And, you know, we've talked about Gemma on here before. She's such a talent. Comes from the Andy Young stable alongside Laura Muir so she's definitely one to watch uh, for the future it's fantastic well done Gemma inspiration to get to get an 800 and a 1500 gold and you know that standard in outdoor athletics is phenomenal so wow so kind of on the same same tangent as uh, we we had the Monaco Diamond League as well and uh, Laura Muir was was racing and again got another personal best of 158 for the 800, just edging out uh, fourth place Scott as well, Lindsay Sharp, who clocked a 158 for a season's best. So it's so obviously she's Lindsay Sharp. It's been a long time coming to see her back in action. So it's good to see her getting getting back into a real good form and real good shape. Um, so yeah, I think the other athletes, Scottish athletes, who were racing, Jake Whiteman was also racing. So he finished eighth in the 800. Season's best of 145.08. Um, so that takes him to the top of the rankings for the tw- 2019, just above Josh Kerr. Uh, and I think, other than that, um, 
that was really it. You know, the big the big performances at the the Diamond League. I tell you what, that Monaco Diamond League, that Monaco track looks quick. Every year you get great times out of that. Was it not Nigel Amos? Did Nigel Amos not run a 141? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I remember seeing it. Unbelievable. Such an incredibly quick place to run. So, yeah, cool. Really cool. We'll get our our traps on there. We'll get our vapor flies on for that race. Right. There's a 5,000 meter open uh, 5k in Aberdeen in a couple of weeks' time. If you want to see it, yeah. Oh man, well, I, I, I don't run well on the track. I don't know what it is. I, I can run well on the road, but not on the track. I don't know why. But... It, doesn't, it doesn't really uh, appeal to me. So we've kind of, we already had one, but have we got room for another rant? I've got, well, I've actually got a rant, Tom. Now, last week, so maybe moving into this week. I've got a nature run. Okay. So I've been going out for runs, right? Last week and into this week. And the the grass and the plants and the trees and whatever it is, hay fever. I could hardly ah. run with all the hay fever. The pollen count was sky high and you know, I'm and I don't know what this this sounds pretty gross folks, but when you start running, you can build up a lot of mucus and mucus and <laughs> mucus. Mucus. <laughs> mucus. It sounds like as... a sounds like a, a Greek hero. <laughs> I wish. I'm as bad as my name spelling, my name uh, pronunciation here. So, um, so all that all that mucus. What happened to you? I was just in bits. I could hardly see you when I was running down the hills. You know, I mean, I, I was just I was just frustrated at nature that day. You know. I mean, you know, there's there's my child being born, you know, fantastic, you know, it's a miracle that, you know, how they, just the whole process, and and there's me moaning about being able to run uh, with with hay fever, and be, okay, I could be injured and I wouldn't be able to run, but I was, and you were, you saw me on Sunday, didn't you? You were not in a good a way. Mess. You were, was a you mess. Were, you were, I thought you'd been crying because you were so happy about the birth of your your wee boy a week a week <laughs> after it happened. Your eyes were all red and. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was crying because of what's what's to come. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not. Oh, it's God. a diff, it's a difficult one because I guess you know running is all you know breathing is, is such a key part of running. Especially when you're running, you know. I mean, you can't you can hardly breathe, and you you haven't run a 15, 20 mile run. It's uh, it was horrendous, and uh, and there was no re- there wasn't really anywhere for me to go other than to you know on the trails where there's grass and stuff. You yeah. know, it's just. But I mean, I'm only wanting to highlight it because I'm probably not the only one who's experienced it in the oh. last uh, the last kind of couple of weeks. But um, but it definitely has an effect on on how you you know you're you're running. And uh, I I mean I, I don't know if I was in a race if it would affect me hugely, but I'd imagine it would. But you don't really hear any excuses about oh my my hay fever was yeah. was kicking in, so I didn't run a fast time. <laughs> hay fever. <laughs> you know? It's like it's like it's like periods. No one talks about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're we're breaking taboos on on oh, TRS. So you have you had a bad run because of hay of course of hay fever? Let us know. We're all over that. That's fine. Yeah, my eyes were red raw, and I could hardly see through them, and, and I didn't even know Tom was in the in the house until he started yapping away. You know. You know, you talk, so the thing that gets me in this time of year, and we're sounding like a couple of absolute whingers because we're complaining about the summer, but you know what I can't, it gets me is flies. The number of flies I've had in my yeah. eye. And, uh, yeah. you know, one last week I was running and it hit me suddenly square on the eyeball. And by the time I even tried to blink, it somehow is up behind my eyelid, crawling <laughs> around. 
and you have God, to stop. No. You're trying to squeeze it out, and it's oh, it's horrible. God. I need to. Oh, my lesson is. I need to. Well, oh, that's the, oh, that's the horrible one. You can yeah. you, you can hear it, feel it at the back of your throat, and you swallow, and you can just feel it there. So I'm going to start. If I go near the D side line again in the next couple of weeks, I'm wearing a pair of glasses. I don't care <laughs> if it's dark or it's raining or it's sunny. I'm not it's risking. They're all tiny little these newborn flies. They should tiny be tiny little bastards. That's what they are. And you know when you finish your run and like you get you get back home and you look in the mirror and you can see that you're like you're if you're wearing a vest or a t-shirt your arm is just covered in and your neck oh, is oh, neck yeah, just covered oh. in flies. It's like an absolute um, sort of murder scene for flies. There's sort of <laughs> fifteen twenty dead flies that have just splattered on your on your throat as you go past them at a, you know easy running and they're just bang dead. Oh, and they're still moving as well. Oh, yeah. minging. Now, That's other minging. things uh, on that note, so you're, you're right. I mean, if, I'm sure some of the listeners have also experienced flies. You know, when you've got a hundred, you know, when horses, you see horses wandering about in the field and they've got all these flies on them. Yeah. Get that. When some places you run, when it's a warm day and there's no wind, you get about a million flies following you yeah. as well. And they start hitting your head and you're like, so one thing I noticed was if you get like a buff, take your buff off and whap it around, you know. That's, oh, that's what I clever. That's uh, clever. Another nature rant for you. Ticks. Oh, yes. Ticks, all this trail bashing, heather bashing I've been doing. Lots of ticks on me this week, folks. So uh, really? make sure that you keep an eye out in your all your nooks and nooks and crannies of your body, and you know, mm. uh, you know, share the love as well. You know, if you've if you have, if you've got a partner and you're all you're both budding runners, you know, check. But, Check check yourselves out, you know. Do I, I suppose what the monkeys do, don't they? You know, they they check their their pals and they get bits off them and stuff. So uh, look after your look after your loved ones, folks, and make sure those ticks don't don't hibernate into your skin and because uh, there's fairly severe consequences that you yeah. can you can yeah. get uh, from from ticks and, and that's Lyme's disease and things and you know there's a lot of you guys I'm sure running in the the heather and. The, the good weather, so please make sure that you check yourselves after your runs, folks. Cool. So good, a good rant. That was a good rant, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, folks, make sure you get the rants in, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll be sure to try and call them out next week. We've got one lodged for next week, which is good, but we could do with some more. Get yeah, we in. can definitely. So before we head off, there's a couple of races this weekend, isn't there? There is, yeah. We've got the Musselburgh 10K uh, on this weekend, which is a race I've done before. That's cool. And it's the after 10K up near t- one of the TRS HQs. So it good is. luck to everyone doing after. We've been uh, we've been a wee bit involved in the prep of that. So yeah, excited to see how that goes. I'll be uh, I'll be I'll be sure to be getting my my uh, my power up uh, you know my power up hand. Yeah. <laughs> well, does it, does it come past the end of your street? I don't know actually. I'll have to check the course. Because that'd be um, pretty cool. You walk down with wee wee man on the, in the buggy. Well, yeah, the wee man's coming. He's going to be watching this first race. Uh, so you know, Tommy, Uncle Tommy, will be there. I hope, and uh, we'll be getting some footage out there and, and posting it on the TRS yeah, Facebook. Of course, yeah. Now, what I, before before I go, folks, uh, anyone who is doing that for 10k and you know us, uh, we're going to have a few a few uh, you know get together at the the house afterwards. So. Get in touch if you want to come round and have some food. And I think Debbie's going to bake a cake. I hope. Uh, oh, cool. So, so she doesn't know it yet, but the time, the time this goes live, she'll know about it. So feel <laughs> free to come along and uh, chat all things running after the race. That's cool. That'll be uh, 
that'll be that's exciting. So that's a, a couple of ten k's then, as as we've all seen. Right before we go, I'm going to give us. I'm going to give away the contact details, and then Kyle will let you close with a quote. So listeners, get in touch. TartanRunningShorts at gmail.com is the best way to get in touch with us. We're most responsive on there. Um, feel free to Facebook us. We have corrected our messenger problem, so at TartanRunningShorts. And on Twitter, we're at, at TartanShorts. Or you can visit us on our website, www.tartanRunningShorts.com. Fantastic. So this uh, quote's fairly apt for two reasons. The guy is an ultramarathon runner, Dean Carnazis, and, uh, and also it's a baby kind of quote too. So, so here you go. Run when you can, walk if you have to, crawl if you must, just never give up. Beautiful. Beautiful, isn't it? Beautiful. Right, folks, see you all next week. Bye.